Welcome to another episode of What We're Saying Podcast. This is Levante over here, and I have a good friend of mine, a good classmate. I have Zinzi. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello, hello, everyone. Yes, my name is Sugar Zinzi Randolph. Do I need to say my last name? I shouldn't say that. Anyway, <laughs> Zinzin for the win went live on the podcast with Levante. Yes, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate it. So, I'm going to go ahead and break it off with a little icebreaker a little bit. So, if you could choose a theme song for your life, what would it be? Mm. Oh. Um, it would have to be... Vibrant Thing by Q-Tip. Okay. And it's only the first part of the song, Special Girl, Real Good Girl. Okay, okay, okay. I can see that. I feel like mine would be, um, it would be this song by this artist. I forgot her name. It's called K-something. It's called Pressure. It's a slow song. Okay. But I love that song. It just, it just, it just makes me feel good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to find the name of the song because in my head, I know I've listened to it earlier before you got here, but I forgot it. I, I just know the lyrics to the song when I hear it. Mm-hmm. But next question is, if you, um, Lord, can you talk? If a dramatic voice followed you around never in your life, what would, would you, how would you feel? Like, Okay, so it would have to be Morgan Freeman. Oh, we. And I would feel great. I mean, I would too, because I feel like it'd just be funny to hear somebody narrating everything I'm doing. Oh, Levante gets up in the morning, brushes his teeth. I'm yeah. like, I would get annoyed a little bit. I'm like, okay, dang, can you calm down? <laughs> I, I hear you. <laughs> They're like, oh, Levante gets up. He answered the phone to go to work. Like, look, do you need. Oh, Levante is crying right now. Like, look now. I'm like, hold on. I feel like mine, I won't mind to be, um, what's her name, Maya Angelou. Mm. But, ooh, Maya Angelou. First mm-hmm. of all, she's really poetic. So I don't think you would get annoyed. I think the way It'll she... It'll be therapeutic. Very, and a lot of like, it's almost like she's speaking wisdom. So I mm-hmm. think there'll be times where you're in, like, feeling some type of way and just hearing her narrate it, I think it'll make you stop and like process like, yo, what am I going through right now? And why am I going through this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially if you're about to do something crazy. You'll be like, hold on. Is she narrating my stuff? Hold on now. I ain't going to do nothing crazy because she going to narrate it in a way that I make you think. But like, why am I doing this? Yes, yes. Oh, that's crazy. Dang, I'm going to change my life. <laughs> well, hold up. Okay, Maya Angelou. Oh, or um, Felicia Rashard. Oh, yes. Claire Huxtable. Mm-hmm. That's another good narrating voice. Yes, definitely. So I'm going to start off with one of the topics with a good old TV and music. Okay. First, I'm going to start off with basically the type of music you like to listen to. Uh-huh. So what's yours? Whew. Okay, so my taste in music has like kind of changed a lot recently. Um, So I'm trying to pull back from listening to secular music. But so I'm trying to get into, I won't even say gospel. It's more of like... Because I, I can't listen to worship music all day. But because I still need a little boom, boom, clap. So I would say mm-hmm. like gospel, hip hop, rap, hip hop. So it's like Christian, Christian rap. That's exactly what it is. But I do like Snow Allegra. <gasps> she is good. Yes. I love Lucky Day. Mm-hmm. I like Genevieve. 
Um, and who else I must you know, I listen to a lot of old songs, Levante. Me too. Yeah, it's nothing like the music that we grew up on. I can't get into all of these like MBAs and little Me, babies. I try. I at least I get I can't say I give them a little try just to see if I might like it, but then it's just something in the song just throws me off. Like, oh, no, yes. I can't because I can't say the 2000s music. Man, I loved it. Listening to some T Pain, some The Dream. I'm gonna buy you a drink. Yes, listen to Gatton Gone. Shawty is a 10. Like, putting up something oh, on my Listen, I listened to Shawty <laughs> is a 10 recently, actually. But you know what? I listen to a lot of One Wish Will <laughs> Be Best Friend. Oh, yes, definitely. Yes. That's a classic. Like, yes. yo, Ray J Knapp, that song will never get old in my book. Like, Yes, but then I listen to even older songs, like your oldest Redding. Um, okay. Yeah, so Curtis Mayfield, you know, um, who else? I don't know. Some Al Green here and there. Oh, yeah. I can't say they did some good songs. Like, just like I've listened to, um, what are the songs today? It was Betty White, um, Tonight is the Night. Okay. I did not know the hidden meaning behind that song. Because at first, when I was, when I was younger, I, you know, my mom used to play it. I'm like, I just used to listen to the chorus. Like, I love it. I really got the uh. And I was like, okay, I like it. But then when I heard her say, oh, this is song is about your first time. I was like, hold on now. I was like, oh, I get it. When she said, I love it. I really got to show it. Did somebody sample? Who sampled that chorus? I don't know. It's, a, it's somebody. I don't know. It's coming to me. It'll probably come to me later. Yeah, definitely. Right. As soon as you leave, you're like, oh my gosh, I just remember. Just like, um, I can say, when I used to listen to, um, what song was it? Lloyd You. I used to think he was saying 5-2, but he was saying she's fine, fine too. too. It took me uh, yes. to adulthood to find out. Yes. I was like, first I heard that song, like, she's 5-2. It makes sense, though. I'm just like, okay, it flows. You know what? I was just listening to Lloyd You earlier this week, but you know what? The song takes me back to middle school, and it yes. takes me to, like, fall. I have this specific memory of my mother in the car going to Lynn Haven Mall and it was like the leaves were falling off the trees like yellow and red and it was just like that fall smell in the air and that's what I think of when I listen to Lloyd U. I can't say these songs do take you back to places that when you was a child. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do remember hearing this song as a child and it just it brings us a nice it's a good nostalgia. Yes. Cause I just be like, man, I can't say since uh I'm a new nephew. I'm a new nephew, a new uncle now. Oh, um thank you. So I'm gonna make sure my nephew hears the music I listen to so he can hear some real music because I feel like Michael Jackson legacy, I feel like it's dwindling a little bit because I feel like it's nobody after Chris Brown that's gonna pass it to the next person okay mm, because i i really mm. feel like michael jackson legacy is it, it's 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 gonna cease to an end and i'm gonna be hurt but and knowing my heart that's my number one person like I, he's my number one go-to because that's who i listened to when i was younger and that's my karaoke karaoke artist i go to okay mine is mariah carey baby oh what yes mine is mariah carey but you know what i will say that i don't think the legacy will ever dwindle because Working with kids, like, the amount of TLC that they want to listen to, and the way they be singing No Scrubs, and I'm just like, oh, 
oh, okay, y'all, y'all really, y'all know about this music right here. <laughs> so I look if they, if they can remember TLC, they gonna remember Michael Jackson. Yes, yeah, we got to it. That's one thing I'm gonna. Amp- I would definitely make sure I play Michael Jackson around my nephew. I got a couple of his DVDs and his concerts. I'm like, oh, I'm going to make sure when he get a little older, we're going to play him. And he going to see it and he going to see it and he going to see him like, oh, my uncle played some real music around me. I'm like, yeah, I want you to hear some real music so you your taste can be broadened out more than just, you know, a small. Yeah. I want you to be like, when you hear other music, I want you to be like, oh, I can see the difference between the trash and the good. Oh, and you know what I also do for the kids at my job? I play them like, yes, sometimes they hear like these songs, but I play where the original, like a lot of songs today are sampled songs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of kids don't realize like, hey, like there was an original to this. For example, you know, um, what what is that song? So Wild Wild Thoughts. Oh, yeah. And it has like the Maria, Maria Oh, yeah, thing. about, um... Carlos Santana. So one of my coworkers, mind you, she's 25, but I we still call her a baby because she didn't realize that the Maria Maria was the original. So one day, one of my coworkers played it at work. She was like, oh, okay, they made a remake to Wild Wild Thoughts. We were like, no. No, this is the original. Yes. Wild Wild Thoughts took from, from this, you know? So definitely play some samples for the kids because even like i forgot what is one ja rule song they took from stevie wonder yes it's one of their songs I, i'll play it for you if i can remember at the end but yes so a lot of people just don't know the correlations yeah because i because i know when i was watching the bt awards and i was listening to bow wow and he was basically saying like how music is different now and i feel like i wish we can go back to buying cds Yes. I feel like we should because streaming, I feel like anybody can become popular with the streaming because it's, it's to your phone, it's fast, real quick. I feel like we will see the real artists because you have to buy that album. And I feel like half of these artists wouldn't be famous if we had to actually purchase your album. Truthfully, Levante, I wish that artists were like hidden again. And I say that because social media really gave everybody a platform and allowed you to get a more of an in-depth look into your artist's lives. And I realized a lot of artists are ignorant, arrogant. Mm -hmm. And honestly, there's no artist that I can even say that I like. Um, Now, I can say I like their music. But, you know, like I used to have like crushes on some of the male artists back in the day. But a lot of my crushes dwindled seeing how they really act and seeing how they treat other people, how they talk, and just their mindset overall. And it made me miss the days when celebrities were kind of mysterious and Mm -hmm. low-key. You couldn't really see anything about their lives unless they gave an interview about it or they did like a inside, you know, look like MTV used to do those like diary segments. Or, you know, you would read it about their lives in a magazine that's what i like because it was something very you know i don't know like i don't almost like pure about it in my yeah. opinion because it's like we don't need to know everything about yes. you it's like we need to keep some stuff to yourself like yes. and and let it, like you said i do respect that like because we don't need to know what goes on in your life on an everyday basis we really don't it's the none messiness. of our business yeah. I just feel like what you do is your life, what I do is my life. But yeah, if you want to give an in-depth look, I'd rather hear about our interview. It makes it more exciting to hear about what you got going on and that you still 
prospering and that you're actually doing good mm-hmm. and that you're not being, oh, yeah, when you see us, you like, oh, like giving us a shady look. Cause I can't say when I met JoJo for the first time when I went to her concert, she was very humble. Oh, I heard JoJo was nice. Like, and I was like, I, and that made me actually still listen to her music and still gravitate towards her. Because I'm just like, okay, when I met her, she won't like, okay, let's hurry up and get this picture done and, and go on with the next. She spoke, said, how you doing? Da, 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 da. We took the picture and went on. I'm like, okay. And I started watching her interviews and stuff. I'm like, okay, she still looked like she's grounded. Like, she's still that same little girl that she was before she became mm. famous. And when she... Even though she's famous, she's still one of us. Like she'll yeah. still be just like us. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, we, I'm, I'm like artists like that. They are relatable, even though they are what they are. Very down to earth. Yes, yes, I agree. And do you have any positive songs that you like to listen to? <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah. So one of the I don't know. So okay. So it's by. Uh, this this artist that I just discovered like last year, mm-hmm. but I rediscovered him recently, and I don't really know the name. Can I grab my phone? Okay, can. let me see, cause I really want to put it out there so others. I mean, just in case somebody. Yeah, cause you, you definitely can share with. Oh. I finally found the name because I put her name in my script. Okay, it, go ahead. The song that I was talking about earlier with her name was K. Zia Pressure. That's my favorite song. Like I feel like that's my but like my theme song. But my positive song is by this artist I just found out. Her name is Ala Sherfield, and her song is called Earth Is Ghetto. Okay. Oh my is. goodness! When I mean that song hit, and it is. And when I heard, like, the lyrics, when she said, Earth is ghetto, I want to leave. Can you beam me up? And this and that, talking about the the poverty in the world and people doing wrong. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I mm. feel you. I'm like, I like music that makes me feel like, oh, my gosh, like, I can relate to it. And it hits my soul. So, okay, so the artist I'm talking about is what, okay, what up, RG, and it said God, and it's called God Made Away, mm-hmm. and then another song that I like is called um, Beautiful by this artist named Javi, and then, um, yes, another one is by Steve Rizzo, and it's Proverbs 31. Okay, I'm just have to listen to that. Yes, I have a whole playlist. One song we need to bring back is it's real old, but you go you, you might laugh at this. It's Vitamin C Graduation. Oh no! Actually, <laughs> I sung that like probably two to three weeks ago. I had some coworkers that was like one of my coworkers. She left to get a new job, and so her last day, I was singing that as we go. Oh, we! I'm the only person that remember that song. And she was like, "Zinzi, I'm I'm leaving. I'm, they get a new job. I'm, we're not graduating." But I'm like, "But still, you it's know? in the same concept, right?" With that song. We remember all yes. the times we had together. Yeah, especially we've been we right. working together for a long time, and as our lives. Change. your life is changing you have a new job yes you know <laughs> like when i heard that song it just brings me back to high school and it just be like oh my gosh like Ooh. it made me remember all the good times that we had and it's like she said high school you know they they played that song in elementary school every year on the last day for my elementary school what? the last day every single like what was it, elementary school third grade fourth grade fifth grade yes every year had all the kids crying my throwback song that i listen to quite often is 
people who are higher ups that take advantage of kids. Oh, I and, believe it. And I think I don't know if he's one of the people cast members you're referring to, but I think what we see now is like the effects of what was possibly done. Now, you know, this is alleged thinking here, but yeah. I mean, yeah, I can, I can see that because a lot of because I can say Hollywood is very tricky. You gotta have a close knit type of support group that mm-hmm. people around you that you know that's really there for you and have your back mm-hmm. and not gonna see you fall and push you to the wayside or just yes men the whole time. And then your family, because you see those success stories like your Kyla Pratt. You mm-hmm. see your Tia and Tamara and their brother Taj, who you know had smart guy. And one of the things they always said was like their family was always in the mix. You know, you have the ones that their families weren't really just kind of like, okay, you can be on your own. You could do this. And a lot of times they were the ones that, you know, were taking advantage yeah, of. Yeah, look what happened to Aaron Carter. Yeah. And that was so sad that he committed suicide at adult age. But it was just like, I can't say from what I heard, he went through a lot and mm-hmm. he had to sue his parents. Because they would take advantage of his money. Oh, Britney Spears. And I yeah. and I love Britney Spears. First of all, we're birthday twins, by the way, <gasps> December 2nd. I, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. So, to me, Britney Spears is always like a sister. So, but, you know, just loving, even to this day, I'll listen to her songs. But I'm like, dang. Like, now that you know what she was going through back then, it just like, uh, it just doesn't feel the same. It don't. Yeah. It don't just like, it's crazy how people can control your money for so long you out here working because me and one of my friends had a conversation about this they were because we were talking about okay if you're a child star like the parents have control of the money but i told him i was like okay i feel like the parents shouldn't spend all your money like they shouldn't spend it on themselves they should at least spend a little bit on them but put some majority of it yeah. up and trust a lot of them yeah. have like those trust funds but Gary Coleman, remember? Yeah. Mm, from different shows, which no more Willis. Yes, like his, he was, I think he was adopted in general, but his parents spent all of his money to the point where that's why he was so angry and miserable as an adult, you know? Yeah, so. that messes with your psyche. You become just like, you do all this hard work. You out here working as a child, going to a job. Listen, missing those childhood memories of just being outside playing with your friends. Yes. Because you got to go to set. You have to read a script. You have to have... You can't go to public school. You have to go to homeschooling. Yeah. You're missing out on a whole lot. And I'm just like... I feel like a child needs that to grow up. I feel like you need a childhood. I see what happened What happened to Michael Jackson. His whole life was spent on the road. On the road. So, I kind of see why he had the, the Neverland. Because he always wanted to be a kid. And by an abusive father, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's a lot of trauma right there. It is. And speaking of trauma, well, the stuff I done heard on the blogs and stuff about Blueface asking his son, is he gay and all of that? And then having the strippers around his son. That really touched my heart. Because I'm just like, okay, for one, why do you have strippers around your kids? And why are you asking a teenage child to watch the kids just so you could fondle some women like okay why would you say that on camera then he recorded his son going in the pantry looking for some food and that pantry looked empty and i'm just like okay why is this pantry empty for one i feel this way if you got money and you could provide money for the strippers and for your house why is the pantry empty it should be no listen. way your pantry is empty if you listen. got that much money kitchen stacks yes. yes everywhere 
I know Kim Kardashian kitchen ain't empty. I know she's going to have food in there for her Northwest and all the other ones. Like, I know she's going to have food in there. Like, so I'm like, okay, why do you don't have no kids? He going, I mean, no kids, no food in there. And he going to fight, going to get Slim Jams? I'm like, he should be have a choice of, he should walk in there and be like, oh my God, I don't know what I want. So I don't know anything about that. And I don't really get into like the blogs anymore. But <laughs> what I can say is, one thing, maturity or maturity, because mm -hmm. that's what the old folks say, mature. But also, the Kardashians grew up in a background of privilege. True. Blueface did not. So you have a lot of, you know, people who did not come from, especially men. And now they get and their priorities are not where they need to be. Their priorities are in the cars, the clothes, the money, the women. They're not thinking about health they're not really even thinking about their kids sometimes you know let alone their kids really being fed and some of them are yes mm -hmm. but then you have those that are not and this he sounds like one that clearly his part i mean you can kind of see by his lifestyle and how he's treated um you know the woman that is carrying his current child and even situations that he's been in in the past like uh yeah. I just feel like they need to have some mental health classes. Yes. For men. Oh, honey, I say it all the time. Every black man needs therapy. Yes. Every and I don't mean to yell because I know we're on a podcast. But every black man, in my opinion, needs therapy. I don't care how good of a background you came from two parent household, throw them all into therapy. And honestly, somebody said to me recently, black women too, and I said you're right. We all need therapy. Yeah, the, the whole, whole family. The whole African-American community needs therapy. Yeah, and I can't say it. And I, me and my friends were talking about it. It was like, it comes, our parents, some of our parents didn't know how to handle life. So they was taught from their parents what to do. Mm -hmm. And it trickled down to us. But I can't say some of us, yeah. I can't say are seeking therapy because I can't say I took it. And it made me feel good. I was yes, like, yo, congrats, I, I thank you. I actually like it. I actually like talking to somebody outside of the home. Cause I, I really dislike that stereotype that we keep that black families keep. Oh, what goes on in the home stays in the home. Yes, I hate like we gotta, we gotta break that because yes. at the end of the day, if something is troubling you, you, you're just going to trouble somebody else and it's just going to bottle up and just fester in you. And you're going to do something that offer. Two minutes of, I'm not even two minutes, five seconds of anger because all that stuff that you bottled in, bottled in, bottled in just finally came out. And I just feel like, why not just talk about it? Mm -hmm. And it, and I feel like with men, it's okay to cry. Yes. And, and some men feel like they can't cry to their homeboys because their homeboys are like, oh, you, you a punk, you this, you that. Like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay to tell your homeboys yes. you love them. It's not gay. Yes. You got to say it because mm -hmm. tomorrow's not promised. And so, and the thing about that is, is that whether you're physically crying or you bottle it in, it comes out at some point, mm -hmm. you know, and you have, especially in the African-American community, oh, men don't show emotion, men don't cry, it's a sign of weakness, but guess what, that's why you have so many men that are angry, mm -hmm. that's why you have so many men in our community that are abusive, they don't, they don't know how to communicate their feelings, so, so now, guess what, they're fighting. So now, guess what? They're they're going to the streets and you know, and they're trying to kill somebody. You know, that's their way to release. You know, or now I don't I don't know, like disrespect. You know, being respected. You know, you disrespected them in some way. So now that all that emotion builds up, so now they're lashing out in some which way, shape, or form. So to me.
crying is a way to, I say, cleanse your palate. Your face is a mm-hmm. canvas. It's, you know, you're cleansing your canvas. And it really allows that emotion to come out so that you can clear the space. And it, it is therapeutic. That makes sense. I never thought about it that way. But that yeah. does make sense. You're making it empty. You Like mm-hmm. when you say you're clearing it. Like, that yeah. does, like I never thought about it that way. But now that you put it in my head, it makes a lot of sense. Yes, yeah. So it's very important. And I, where did this whole what goes on in our house stay in our house come about? I know it's. I always wanted to know that. Like, and you know what? What came to my mind is, you know, people try to, especially in our community, try to make it almost like they're like a peak. It's like you don't want society to judge you. Yeah. So let's let's walk out here in public as though we're put together. So that nobody can say, oh, that's a family that has a blemish on them, you know. So don't tell anybody that's what's going on. We keeping it in this household because we need to look, have this, keep this look for and standard for others to view us and to see us, which is false anyway, because truly you can look like anything on the outside, but your inside could be real messy. And eventually what's messy on the inside is going to spill out to the outside. So it doesn't matter, you know, how you can try to tell somebody what goes on in this house stays out, stays in this house because it's going to show eventually, you know what I'm saying? So I, I really hated being told that growing up. And let me tell you, my mama used to tell me that and I never kept what went on in our house in the house because to me that's a form of silence and you're not going to silence me now granted i won't tell everybody but you know (laughs) you can have like that i have my best friend now i would tell what was going on you know yeah yeah i mean we got to because i just feel like because if we bottle it in i don't want to become a a a stereotypical black person how they say oh we're angry we always angry don't just like okay Mm -hmm. i don't want to be that angry i don't want to have angry attached to my so what I, I don't want to be an angry black man or ain't or for for some people an angry black woman. Mm-hmm. Like no, I just want to be a regular African American male that I am. If I get angry, it's because hey, something happened to cause me to get angry, not mm-hmm. because I bottled my emotions up. Yes, and I feel like we just need to talk it out. Just and yes. I just feel like instead of resorting, come I think main thing is I hate when people resort to violence. I feel like why well, we gotta go and like beat people up sometimes. I mean I can't say back in the day we used to. But I, but now it's like everybody quickly go to a weapon. Like as soon as you get angry, mm-hmm. you gotta pull it out to to announce announce that you're powerful than that other person because you got a gun. I'm just like, well, I'm like, what happened to what they said on Friday? Honestly, These make you, you a man, right? Because pulling out a gun makes you weak and it makes you look like a punk. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I, I never. Everybody told me, Bonte, you need to get you a gun. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I never had one. When, uh, my mama never had one. I'm not gonna get one. I just feel like I don't wanna have it because. I don't want to be angry one day mm-hmm. and I use it for the wrong mm-hmm. reasons. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm glad I'm thinking that yes. way. And you're self-aware for knowing that too. Mm-hmm. Yes, because not everybody knows that. At all. They would rather yes. just have it. It's like, oh, I have it just to get it. And or, then, or for protection. That's what everybody says. For prote- But who are you protecting yourself from? You need to protect yourself from yourself. Yes. Truthfully. Because you're the one that's diabolical out here. Yeah, and I tell people, if we never had it, how can we miss something we never had? Mm-hmm. So that's why I feel like we don't really need I just feel like y'all just want to have it because it's there. If we mm-hmm. never had it, you wouldn't have known what it was yes, for. make you feel powerful and important, like you said. And then also, when you talk about, like, the angry black male or the, even the angry black woman, truthfully, a lot of times we're not even angry. It's just how we assert ourselves and the fact that we're bold when we speak. 
and we're direct. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I know even me, I can talk like this. And if depending on like if I'm addressing somebody directly, they will say, oh, you're you're angry or you're being loud or you're being disrespectful. I'm, I'm not angry. I'm not loud. I'm not being disrespectful, but I'm being assertive. So because I'm being very direct, then now you're taking it as an interpreter in a way in which I'm not. So I've learned that sometimes when I address somebody directly on in this way, I actually have to lower my voice some decibels a little lower from my normal speaking voice just so that they can't say that I was yelling. And then we shouldn't even have to do that. It's like we got to mask ourselves a little bit. And it's like, one thing about us black people, we are resilient. We Mm -hmm. are some powerful people. But I just hate how we get some bad names and then how some of the black community be making us look bad by going on these TV shows <laughs> and doing reckless stuff. Like, why y'all going on this Zeus network exposing yourself? Like, come on, us black people. We can do better as a whole. Like, we're more, like they said in Tyler Perry, we're more than our hips and thighs. Like, I felt what Sissons Tyson was talking about at that moment. We are more than our hips and thighs. We are more than just fighting. Like, yeah. come on now, we gotta do better. I just found out what Zeus was at the beginning of this year because I had no idea. What? Girl, I try to. It's like I feel like this is my gonna be my last year watching it because I just feel like it's the the shows are repetitive, Mm -hmm. and I feel like I understand like they're trying to remake Bad Girls Club, but I feel like with Bad Girls Club, I feel like leave it in the past, like leave it back there. We don't need people, more people fighting each other every single day to go on TV just to fight. I feel like we want to fight that bad, fight for the country, (laughs) or either don't even fight for the country because I don't believe in America, but. Fight for African-American rights. Fight for yourself to be better. Fight for yourself to heal from your trauma. Fight for yourself to heal from whatever is stopping you from getting to where you're trying to go in life. You know, and a lot of those shows, because I mean, I like I said, I separated myself from a lot of the things of the world that I used to really indulge in a long time ago. And even more so recently, it's just more and more things. But that kind of reminds me of when I used to love, watch Love and Hip Hop. Mm-hmm. I then stopped watching Bad Girls Club probably like in high school. But I remember watching Love and Hip Hop feeling like, wow, my IQ just dropped. <laughs> or even mm-hmm. like the Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm like, man, you have these grown people. They're late 30s. They're 40s, some in their 50s, and they're acting like teenagers. Like, I act more mature than that, you know? And a lot of people don't realize that a lot of stuff that you watch, especially that fighting and all that craziness, a lot of that gets into your spirit. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's entertainment, but it's a lot of things that you're seeing on TV that now you're taking in. So a lot of times you act out what you're feeding yourself. You're acting Mm. out what you're listening to in the music. You're acting out the books that you're reading. You're acting out the environment that you're, you know, people that you surround yourself by. So a lot of that, even that TV stuff can cause a lot of anxiety. It can cause a lot of anxiousness, you know, or it can sometimes even cause like paranoia. Um, So you have to be very cautious and careful of what you subject yourselves to because people are so quick to say, oh, it's just, it's just a TV show. It doesn't mean, or it's just a movie. It doesn't mean, or it's just a song or it's just, or it's just a video game. And it's like, well, if that's true, then how come some songs make you happy? Some yeah. songs make you sad. Some songs make you want to knock if you buck. Yeah, you and, know? I, and you watch some TV shows. Yes. I can't say it make you want to fight. It I makes watch you it. want to fight. Loving hip hop with Kim Bella and Chrissy. 
You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? After they was fighting folks, it, it really gets people. Um, what's her name? Joc- Jocelyn Hernandez. Like it really gets people going. You starting to be out here acting like you can you're more twirl, twirl. Yes. You need me leaks <laughs> being messy. So you know, I had to separate myself from that because I realized it didn't feed me. It, it didn't feed me the healthy nutrients that my body needs from yes. the media. So yeah. That's, I would encourage you, too, to make this your last year of oh, watching. Oh, I am. I told myself, like, after I seen it a couple seasons, I'm like, okay, it's getting old. It's getting, like, there's no positivity in it. And it's like, when I watch a show, I want to see something positive happen. Is it helping you grow? At all. Okay. Not at all. That's why I'm just okay. like, I can't. Period. I'm like, uh-uh. I'm like, I can't watch. I'm like, I'm like, it's my last time because I just feel like I ain't getting no more my five ninety nine no more. Uh uh-uh. uh, because I need something that's gonna just gonna boost my you know boost my energy and make me feel good after I'm watching. Like, oh, this is a good show. Inspire you, inspire you to say, okay, Vontae, what can I do next? How can I go to higher height? Yes, you know? I like, like College Hill. Like, I miss those. Oh. They made me want to go to college. They made me want to feel like, okay, I'm going to go to college when I get older. Levante College Hill. It made me want to go to college. I still think about College Hill. We're not gonna talk because they had their ratchet moments. Too. I mean, yeah, they did, but I'm just saying, but it just it just made you because they had college the college tour when it was going around, yes, showing different. I'm like, yo, that made you want to go to college. Be like, oh my god, I want to be a college student. This look fun. They came to my school one year when I was in college. What? Terrence J. He sure did. See, and that's good. It make you feel like, oh my gosh, like me going to school is actually beneficial because they showing kids going on going to college and doing things. I hope. The people that was on these shows mm-hmm. are still doing good things in their life. I hope they y'all. Like, yeah. because we we never heard about what happens to them after the show. Yeah. Like, just like Missy Elliott had that girl, um, Erica, to do her show. Um, she won her show. She was doing, um... What's she, Missy Elliott had a singing show oh. on UPN, but it was called, yeah, UPN, back then, it was on Channel 7 for us Virginians. And then um, TLC had a show. I remember their show. And they had the girl Oso oh Crispy. I want to know what yes. happened to her. Oh, you gotta look her up. I forgot about Oso oh Crispy. Yes, I was like, what happened to that show? Oh, you know what, Levante? You talk about TV now. This was Ratchet TV, but it to me it was quality content for our it was. for our grade. Let me flavor of love. That that was a good show. I love New York. Mm-hmm. A real chance of love. Danger. Remember Danger? Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, it was ratchet, but it was good It TV. was. It was good, good TV. TV. Like, it won't, like, too much negativity. It was just, like, they had negativity <laughs> up there, but it was just, like, won't as much as it is now. And people just out there just fighting and fighting. fighting. They fussed a little bit. I think it was bit. negative. I just think it was for the time frame. I think if we was to watch it nowadays, we'd be like, oh, yeah, this was just as ratchet. But for us being like high schoolers, you know, like yeah. ninth grade, 10th grade, yeah, it just kind of went over our heads because we weren't really analyzing it in that direction. At all. We were just watching it just to watch it and go about the next thing, go outside with our friends, yes. do something. That's t- we'll talk about it once our friends and talk yes. about something else the next minute. Yes. It was just like, we had, yeah, we had a little bit of ADHD because we were talking about it. Hey, we, we saw love, you know, New York or Flavor of Love and then the next minute we talk about something else or we're talking about our MySpace pages or something. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, do you remember <clears throat> this old song that we, you, Shay, and I, I don't know if you used to sing it, but I know Shay and I used to sing it back in high school. It's called High School Wifey. High uh-uh. School Wifey. That who? I have to look him up. I don't be knowing people's names for real, for real. But yes, yes, but okay. Because, you know, this is like 
we're high school friends, and that just brought a flashback because. Oh yeah, definitely. We used to always have MP3 players in school. Yes. And speaking of school, we're gonna talk about the mental health in school. How the kids these days, like I feel like. They need to have more counselors and the kids mm. need to be able to talk to the counselors because Ooh. it's a lot that goes on like now and then. Like I can't say bullying was worse now than it is then. Cause I feel like now you yeah, now you got the internet where people can post up, bully you on the internet. You can post something on and then everybody in your school see it. They or either you do something and they record it and now it's up there forever. We we didn't have that. It's like you you got bullied a little bit, you probably beat up the person or didn't or just went your way and it just went away. Like on it like through time. But now it's like you got yes, people the actually it's forever. I'm like, yo, these kids actually really going in on each other. Like, yeah, I'm really angry with each other. Wow. So it's it's not, I don't say it's not crazy or ironic that you said it because nothing is ironic. But I had brunch today with one of my good friends who just got her master's in counseling. Mm-hmm. And I told her how I wanted to go back to school to become um, a LCSW, a licensed clinical social worker. And she said that she, the from her opinion, working in the schools as like a counselor when she was just trying to get some supervising hours, she said, if you are just a plain counselor and it's just other counselors and then you have like a director over you, she said, you're just, it's like slave work. And she mm. says, in her opinion, a lot of these counselors need to retire so that some fresh new young counselors could come in with some fresh new innovative ideas to really connect to the kids. She said also the schools need a lot more social workers and social workers have a lot of stigma to them too. People are like, oh, social workers, y'all just want to take away the kids. Well, no, social workers do a lot of advocating. So what people don't realize is that they advocate for you. They look into the homes. They try to meet with the parents to try to see, hey, how can we meet in the middle? How can we make this situation right here better? And I work in mental health. Um, I work at a mental health hospital here. So I'm now understanding just from asking the kids, like, yo, what's going on in high school these days? Hearing some of the stories. Like right now, since the kids are out of school, the kids aren't really coming into the mental health hospital because, you know, there is summer break, is they're with their families. Granted, some of them don't have the best home situation, so we do get some of those kids. But when the school system, school time starts, the school year starts, oh, like these kids is coming in because they talk about how terrible school is, how terrible the bullying the teachers aren't teaching the kids are just so disrespectful Mm -hmm. the things that's like vaping in the halls in the bathrooms you know levante at one point we couldn't even wear spaghetti strap shirts i mean they was like two fingers nowadays they were not even tights they're wearing whole crop tops okay they're in class like on the cell phones as long as the cell phones don't go off like it's okay for them and I'm just like, and I'm like, this is our school. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on at our, at our old high school? You, they're lying, y'all. Oh, they would have never. At all. But, as soon as you pull it out or her rain, the teacher hand yes, is out. But the teachers are afraid because these kids are so, these kids are built different. They I, are. They're so aggressive. As soon as you take their phone, they get angry. They are bold. I don't know where this boldness came from. But you know, the parents are not parenting like they should. Mm -hmm. So when a lot of these kids come into my facility, 
you could tell like at home there's a lot of lack of love there's a huge lack of love a lack of nurturing going on or just simply listening to try to understand and i truly believe it started because nowadays parents are quick to give kids tablets oh here you go here here here's my cell phone just entertain yourself they're not really spending the quality time with the kids like they need to and a lot of times back in our days we had to go looking for things on the internet these days things come find you (laughs) yes because i remember when when i got on punishment she'll tell me oh you're coming with me to the laundromat Mm -hmm. you're gonna fold these clothes with me I couldn't. I, she couldn't give me a cell phone because I mean the cell phones didn't have much to, much to do at that yes. time. But I literally had to either watch the stories that was on the TV at the laundry mat or either and help her fold these clothes. Yeah. So it was like the like I said, we had to find stuff to do. Yes. Yes. And and then on top of that, another thing is these kids get attached so easily. So I say that as in we have kids coming in that were trying to now commit suicide. Because, you know, a little boy broke up with him or a little girl broke up with him, you know, or, um, or not, not only suicide, homicide, like they trying oh to kill, gosh. yeah, like kill the person or kill the, the relative. And I'm just like, what is going on? There's some disconnect somewhere. And, and it's like, it's like, yes, there's a disconnect in my opinion between the parent and the child to the point where now they're trying to connect themselves in this way to a little 14-year-old, a little 15-year-old boy, a little 16-year-old girl that can't do anything for you. And they're putting their all into these relationships that are not going to last. Well, I, was, I mean, some of them do last, but it's very few, yes. you know? So I'm like, well, there's where is the love at home that really needs to be instilled in that person? Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like, because I just saw on the news this um, boy shot his teacher because of a bad grade. I'm just like, uh, what? Oh my gosh, like not because you got a bad grade. Like, that's on you. Yes, I feel like that's not the teacher fault. Like, and I feel like as many bad grades as I got back then, you think I'm gonna go to school and think about killing a teacher? The discipline I would get from my mother will be 10 times worse of the discipline I'm gonna get from the school. Mm. Because I think about it this way the kids don't think, okay, back then, some of my parents didn't have cars or. Uh, stuff like that. So some of them had to catch the bus. If you get in trouble, catch the bus from work. Take time out of work. Come see you to argue with you. So now the anger that they got for you is 10 times harder because they got to wait for a bus, catch a cab, or either add, ask a friend to take them out of work because you want to act up. And I feel like the, the kid is not acknowledging, okay, this parent is sacrificing a whole lot to give you this stuff. And y'all get mad when they take it away from you. And like you said, it starts off as a child when they get them that first tablet when they're younger. And then it's like, okay, now that they gave it to them when they're younger, they're expecting it over and yes. over and over. It's like, you got to stop them while they're young. Okay, yes. hey, we got to have some us time mm-hmm. where you, it's going to be us and no electronics. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it, you got to spend that time with that, with that child mm-hmm. because if you don't, they go, you don't want her to become a, pro, a product of society out here. Mm-hmm. Yes, and then also working with kids in mental health, not only do I deal with the drama, because sometimes the kids, you know, being in a place in which now they're kind of living amongst each other, so you deal with the drama, you deal with the drama, you deal with the mental health, the, so the drama, the trauma, excuse me, the mental health, but I also deal with the parents' trauma. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I say These parents project their trauma onto their kids. 
So a lot of times they the kids take on the parents' trauma as their own trauma, and a lot of that cause it to be generational trauma. So working in mental health, that's what I see a lot of. So I ask a lot of these kids a lot of the times, do you know your parents' trauma? And some of them say they do. And once they start telling me some of the things that their parents have gone through, I'm like, whoa, it's so insightful because now I can see in what way has that um, affected the child, Mm -hmm. but also kind of set the groundwork for this kid's life. You know, and some of the things that they've gone through and within the household. Yes, and it's and it's like you gotta catch it at the right moment because it's like you don't want them to become adults and they become angry adults and then they put it onto their child when they get their older. Kids. And then it's like you gotta stop it at a, at a good point where you know it's kind of controllable and you can yes. ch- change them. Because I feel like once a child hit that preteen age, it's like you gotta hurry up and try to change it. Because I feel like if they after they get the preteen, they start getting to like sixteen. 17, mm-hmm. 18 is like, it's kind of hard to try to grasp them back to reality and be like, okay, I got to mold you. So it's best to mold them as a child mm-hmm. and as growing up to be a preteen. I feel like after you hit 15 to 16, you got to. Yep. They say six to 12 are those years of molding that really kind of starts setting the groundwork for who the child becomes as an adult. Mm-hmm. And I also heard one time too, whatever age you were, when a traumatic situation happened, is pretty much the age that you stay at. So the body gets older and ages, but mentally you're still stuck as like that 13 year old that had that traumatic wow. situation. You just taught me something. Yes. Um, so unless you get that healing to overcome, then yes, you, you know, like you still navigate and function, but truthfully, you're still there when, whatever age you were, when that traumatic situation happened. I'm definitely glad you definitely informed me on that, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to definitely close out this podcast. I thank, I thank you, Zinzi, for coming and thank everyone for listening and follow me on social media outlets and getting and if y'all want to be a guest up here just hit me up on any social media i would definitely gladly have anyone up here and you can go ahead and give your social media yeah, sad face this went by so fast i'm like wait a minute that's it <laughs> yes okay so yes you can find your girl hit me up um on instagram at underscore that's t-h-a-t-s amazing so a-m-a-z-i-n like my name zen that's amazing underscore that's amazing yes and you can also uh subscribe to my youtube channel zen shatori z-i-n shatori s-h-a-t-o-r-i okay definitely go follow her and go view her um you her youtube and y'all can send me voicemails at 757909 7583 about anything you want me to talk about on this podcast or anything you want to vent about about you want to get off anything you want to get off your chest it would definitely be anonymous because at the end of the day I ain't gonna spill what you gotta say because at the end of the day it's none of nobody's business it's just gonna be a secret between me and you and I'm gonna just let the viewers know it's gonna be I mean everybody knows it's gonna be anonymous but everybody be safe